Welcome to Third World Gaming. Now we're powered with software index because with me today is my co-host Red. And we got a very special guest. Like we go way back from the Index days, and that time when we were in that place called High Grounds. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all, whatever the hell Road Dog says. Please welcome our friend Dax Cast. Dax, how you doing? It's been a while. Thank you for joining me here. Yeah. Hey guys. Good morning. And I'm so happy to be with you guys again. It's been a long time since we've done this. I think it's like a few years ago. We met at the yep, mall and everything. It is. And and, yes. and then and then the the one where you were able to peep by, I think was, that was on ESGS. So it was like, hey, a little bit of an interview. And of course, all the way back when in Heroes Uprising for Overwatch. So long time. And I'm happy to be here again. It's it's hard to meet you guys now, especially Martin. That's for sure. But yeah. But then again, then yep. again, it's it's always great to have you know. It's always great to be here, rather, and it's always great to hear you guys again. So yeah, let's get Likewise, to the wise man. Yeah, <laughs> like let's get to the meat and potatoes of things. Like, dude, how are you? Because like the last time we were talking, you just mentioned it. We were at a mall. And uh, I think before recording, you and uh, you know just like talked about yeah that cake. I was like, oh my god, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, the, the big cake. No, it's, no, it's a slice, but it's freaking good. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh I want cake. The, the the cake that we got though is a little different because I think it was a mini cake version yeah. of the cake slice. And then I was like, oh my god, this is delicious. And I didn't really know where that came from. I thought it was from CBTL when we went there. But then, you know, researching, figuring out it comes from no-nos, and then there's a no-nos nearby to my house. It's, it, oh, it, no. it was just like, it was like, oh no, this is temptation <laughs> happening. And I gotta say, it, it's been, I, it's been terminus, honestly, me and that cake, the history, because I'm desperate to try and get like a full cake of it during my birthday. And it never works. It, it never pans out. It, it's just like, oh, you can't buy this today. And it, it makes me sad that even though we were able to bond with cake, I'm, I wasn't able. I haven't been able to get that cake on my special day completely. Maybe a slice, yes, but not not the whole thing. Not the whole thing, man. So, Dax, what you're saying is, when you ask for a whole piece of that cake, they said no, no, no. Yes, yes. Ha <laughs> ha. I think Damn. I need to bring you next time. So if you're there, it's like okay, they'll give you the cake because I'm with Martin and I'm with Ren. So like ah, yeah. perfect. It, it, it's, it's like a gotcha roll system, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's either you get the thing you want or not. Get <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit. True. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> but last time we talked, it was about Overwatch. And while we're recording, there's actually an event. Because my friend was playing Overwatch a couple of days ago, the Ash event. Right? I mean, it's true. It's true. So there's a new book about Ash and McCree. And you know when when there's something new, when there's something that Overwatch wants to promote, they put an event on it, and it's just usually play these amount of games over the next few weeks, and then you can get the skin at the very end. So it's, it's the usual stuff. Uh, funny enough, I used to be very religious about that, but ever since they changed it from wins to plays, I kind of you know I kind of faded out with it to trying to aspire for it. I still post about it. I still look at what what's there up for grabs. And I, I figure out why there's an event. But at the same time, ever since the last event, I'm kind of like, uh, about doing it now. Because it's, it's too much of a grind, I'd say. 
27 uh, games, guys. Yeah. 27 games for a skin. Like, sure, you get times two for a win. But before that, it was nine wins. And, you know, knowing me, knowing, knowing myself, I'm confident enough. I can make that happen quickly. But now, with how the system works, it does feel like it's such a drag. And, you know, it's, it's just how, it's a it little is grind. It's, uh, it's too much of a grind for me. I'd rather some spin some gachas than do that. Amen. Agreed. And- Dude, you gotta check out the requirements to watch a Twitch stream about Overwatch. Like three hours just for a sticker? Are you serious, what? bro? Right? They're really that desperate for retention, aren't they? I mean, crossplay is out now and it, it kind of messed up with so many things because now you can't really pick your regions properly. It, mm-hmm. it gets a little bit messy, that's for sure. So you know, it, it is what it is. And Honestly, as much as I still love Overwatch and as much as I'd love to be able to cast it, it, it does feel like nowadays it is really hard to do something for the region. There's nothing really. Sure, the official circuit is kind of back for SEA, but they just merged it with Australia. They still have the problems with the Koreans coming on in. And it doesn't really foster a good environment for, for us, for the PH scene. For, for basically what we see so far. It's it's kind of on the iffy side. If you guys know what I mean. Parang, how do I say this? It just feels like it's it's just something tacked on by this point and no one really appreciates it because it isn't fostered. It isn't something that has too much passion behind it personally. For for the SEA side, like I know especially on the Australian side, they care about it. They still have contenders and more. But, but here, it feels like we're just a staple Rather than you know a, a proper page to the Overwatch ecosystem. Ah, uh, yeah, it's not like there was a few years back we were. It was like emerging, but now it's like eh. But from the ashes of the Overwatch community before in the page, I notice a new one, and I see you actively cast there. <laughs> this game called Valorant, right? Are you sure it's not Valorant? I'm pretty sure it's not Valoriant. (laughs) Valoriant. It's not Valorant or something. (laughs) Nah, 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 nah. It's Valorant, right? Yeah, Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. And and that's the thing, right? But about Valorant, it's just everyone who comes from an FPS game, the PH, they all come together here. Counter-Strike, Rainbow Six, Overwatch. Uh, Val Royale's your COD. You can have COD, you can have PUBG, you can have Apex. Everyone has decided to go in, and it's really because not only does it have a a mix of everything there, but but at the same time, you can see that Riot cares about the ecosystem. We have our own official circuit for the local scene. You don't see that too often, right? But they're like, you know, we're investing Valorant Challengers Philippines, which I cast whenever it's up. And then you have SCA, then you have the worldwide system. It, it does feel like that they have made sure that the Philippine market, the SAA market, is something to foster, is something to care about. And many times, I'm really surprised about how much the publisher knows on what's going on here in the PH. Because content creators, they, they basically get promoted on the official socials and more. Not only that, when, when there are things going on, community tournaments and the like, it feels like they have an idea yeah. of when, what's happening, when it's happening, and they keep tabs on what's allowed, what's not allowed. And it just feels so much of a different kind of fresh breath, man. Like a breath of fresh air. It's, it's like they care. They really care, and you can feel it. Yeah, I'm just a filthy casual and seeing through my feeds, but 
it like from last year and Valorant just had its first anniversary this month, right? Oh yeah, true. Well, happy one year to Valorant, happy guys. One year to and, Valorant at June. And uh, how many users are they like right as of the moment? Would you know? Wait, don't we uh, have that thing on Steam that bro, I don't have shows that? I know that's that's, that's that Steam DB. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> but Valorant's not on Steam, guys. It is. It is. Wait a minute. Uh, Valorant player count. How many people? That's cool. So yeah, well, nearly of... three million players per day oh. during a two-month game. Smokes. That's a lot of money. That's I crazy. know, right? So, Dax, I, I really want to ask this because not only do you play the game, and as you mentioned earlier, you cast the game. How was the transition from casting the game of Overwatch to a game like Valorant? Because you can say, oh, it's just FPS, it's the same thing. But no, because different games mean, yeah, it's FPS, but it has a different kind of gameplay mechanics. Somewhat similar, but it's not really it compared to another game, right? I mean, how do I explain this? The, the thing about Valorant right now is it does feel like you have so much of the of the abilities you have so much of the I, i'd say different aspects of what happens between you know overwatch you have so much of those different things that can adjust that can make things adjust and then you also have this the basically cs where one life attack defense put that spike down put the plant down and play for the check the search and destroy style and I feel like between those two, palang, it's already a big envelope of both the tactical FPS side and then the arcade shooter side. It's the best of both worlds. And then you get some more facets about, you know, R6, as I mentioned, you, you get a little bit more of the different kind of creative abilities per agent. And it just goes to show that there's something for everyone in Valorant. And I feel like that's what really hooked people in, besides, of course, the fact that the official circuit is something to really play for. That's interesting. Okay, so um, if you don't mind me asking, um, since, you, since you did mention that uh, there was something for everyone, so let's talk um, team comps and player balance. So I, I know you play this game, right? So like, what are the trends in the units that you've been seeing lately in this game? You know, if, that's a, if, that's a, if that's a thing. Hmm. Like, what do you mean in terms of units? Yeah, like uh, which are the most used characters oh, in the game uh, or weapons or that sort of thing? Well, you just basically go with the classic rifles in Attack Royale FPS. You pick the most expensive rifle, they're the most stable ones. And it just goes to show that when you invest in something that's really, really strong in, that becomes the meta. So Phantom, Vandal, pick your poison. Vandal, you can one-tap from anywhere and everywhere. It's basically the AK. And then on the other side, the Phantom is the M4, which is objectively better. The Phantom has more fire rate, it has more ammo capacity, it has silenced bullets, so it doesn't leave tracer rounds. But then, but then, you try to shoot someone from across the map, they don't die to one shot, they kill you with the Vandal instead, and you're like, maybe I should have picked the Vandal. Maybe I should have just went for the one tap yeah, instead. Because so, of the longer range. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, of course, there's the Operator, where that's one shot, one kill, pretty much everywhere except the legs. And from that point on, you, you just run the sniper. In terms of agents, though, you, you, it really depends on the meta. It is very different now, just this week, because 3.0 came out. Oh, and many yes. Things have been changed. <laughs> so so it, it does feel like that it's still a transition point to this day. So from Wednesday 
to now, let's say we're, we're recording on Saturday, right? It, it just feels like over the past few days, people are start, still trying to figure it out. But before that, you can't, can't go wrong with picking Jet because Jet is the face of Valorant. She goes, whoosh, 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 zooms in, just decides to just get in your face by dashing in, throwing knives at you. And then you can add in maybe a Sentinel like Killjoy. Maybe you can have the smokes like Omen or Astra, Viper, etc. right? It really depends on what the meta is all about. It does feel like that Riot has a bit of the league philosophy as well in balancing Valorant. And they adjust the meta bit by bit or drastically depending on if it's going to be a new app or new episode compared to maybe this week. We're going to adjust a few things here and there. Maybe another week, maybe adjust a few things here and there as well. But more or less, it's whoever is high impactful who, who can get more and more value of either the movement or basically the abilities they have that becomes part of the meta. And then you factor in the map because some maps are wider, some maps are smaller and tighter. So all of those, all of those aspects of Valorant, it really makes it, I'd say, such a, such a variety to play in the first place. That's good to hear, man. Like, okay, so before we get to something more in-depth on that, Dax, I got to ask you, do you have your mains now for Valorant? Because I oh, know oh. in your Dax cast picture before, I know who was your Overwatch main, who's your main now in this game. Oh, no, no, no. So that's the thing. In Valorant, I have no real main. I, I haven't found the Lucia in my heart, my friend. There is no, okay, this is for me. And, and that's the thing. So honestly, I was a lot better in Overwatch compared to Valorant. I am more accustomed to al- allowing myself to shoot and move at the same time over standing still. So by this point, whatever experience I get from casting, whatever I see from the pro players, I... I tried to emulate that to a uh, one to the twentieth degree, so it's like, hmm. Well, I'll, I'll do maybe twenty percent of what we I'm seeing so far. So I'd whip out something like Sova or Sky. I'd sometimes play Astra or Viper. I'd whip out you know Killjoy, Sage, etc. Sometimes I play Jet. Sometimes I play Yoru. I I'm just like okay, whatever, whatever can work, whatever is good for the map, I'll try it out, and. I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not that good at this game. So it's okay. You know, it, it's okay, guys. I'm, I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. All right, man. It's cool. I mean, you know. <laughs> You're talking to two to. people who are Don't... not that good at FPS. Yeah. Trust us. And, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do get my ass kicked in PUBG a lot. But the only the only time I actually shine is in COD Mobile. And that's not even... Let's face it. Does that even count? It's not a PC game. Well, it's a league. It, it has a league now, right? That's I know it's. I think it league. does. God Mobile. It's it's pretty big, honestly, in the PH scene. It's. It is. Yeah. It is. It's very. It's purported by one of the telcos, and it's. It really goes to show. It's it's a huge thing by this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it it's it's nice to play first person on, on mobile. It's just that uh, you know. I, I did reach pro rank once, but uh, it's been, it's a, it's been a hot minute since I played. So you know my, my skills are probably rusty. <laughs> I I played it once and I was like, hey, it's firing range, and then that was just it. That was that was the show. You know, don't just just try it out once, and it was fun enough. That's for sure. But but yeah, I I think it's accessible enough for everyone to play in the first place. So. Really goes to show that the mobile market's so big right now on the PH side. You know, ML, it is, God yeah. Mobile, PUBGM, they're they're huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like everyone has phones now. Oh, wait, you know, Valorant Mobile <laughs> when? 
I mean, soon. That's not. You're not wrong about that. Valorant Mobile is coming. Ooh. It is happening. Oh, but yes. the question is, you know, what will it really accomplish? Like, what does it entail? What will we get out of it? Is it just gonna be a taste of what Valorant is? Is it gonna yeah. be its own thing? That's that's my question. Does it lead to Valorant Mobile have becoming its own scene, or does it become a gateway for these people to say, oh? Okay, this is the mobile version. It's cool, but I want more. And I'll ideally that would be the case thing. because okay, um, just for an example, right? I mean, a few years back we saw uh, League of Legends launch their mobile Wild Rift. I, I tried that. I mean, here's the thing: I've never played uh, uh, mobas before, and that that was pretty much my first one. And then my friends were like giving me advice. So I'm like, okay, yeah, it's nice and all, but. Uh, personally, I, I would really like to try the PC version just just to dip my toes in the water. So hopefully that's the case with Valorant, because you know it, it would be really nice to draw in new potential players from mobile to PC whenever they make that transition. Right? Yeah, that's so true, and it really just depends now on how that's gonna work. You no know, Wild Rift, Wild Rift is a bit interesting because in that case the PC scene isn't as big here. It's really big somewhere else, but not here in the PH. So instead, what they push is Wild Rift. But for Valorant, the PC scene here is big. And I feel like comparing it to, let's say, COD Mobile, right? Call of Duty has a big entry gap, right? You need a really good PC for it to play the multiplayer mode. You're going to be having to buy the game. And more often than not, if I'm not wrong, I think the official leagues use controllers there, even though it's a PC version. So it, it does seem like it's really, really different when you play COD to COD Mobile. Where COD Mobile is its own thing, it grows in the, the SEA side where everyone just has phones, not really the PCs properly to play it. But then you look at Valorant where most, if not all PCs, can easily handle Valorant. That's the thing. I, I don't think that Valorant is a high-intensive game whatsoever. And everyone knows the best of the best play on PC. And everyone knows it's a little shooting game. So shooting games and mouse and keyboards go hand in hand. So it's really going to be intriguing how Valorant Mobile will become. Personally, I'm in the camp of, okay, it's going to be a, it's basically a demo of real Valorant. Sure, there'll be a few tournaments here and there, but the meat of what's going to get promoted has to be Valorant PC over Valorant Mobile. But that's my take on it. I can't be wrong because the mobile scene is still really, really, really big, guys. Amen. And, oh, by the way, speaking All of right. scene, we go back to what you mentioned earlier, uh, Dax, like how Riot and the community is very supportive of Valorant. Like, I noticed even just in less than a year, there's even a Ladies' Night competition that happened, like in the SE the Southeast Asia yeah. scene. A couple of our friends just joined that. That's the thing, right? It's been basically the community who carried the initial part of Valorant. And then when Riot said, okay, we're going to support that, it felt like everything came into place as well. So it started with, I'll say on, on my side, for Valorant PH. Uh, I'm one of the basically admins of that. And we were able to make a few tournaments here and there. I know there are also a lot of other community tournaments along the way, but we were one of the major players. And then Riot's like, okay, this is going to happen. VCT is going to happen. We're going to have it for the Philippines. And everyone was just happy to assist ha- the, the system there to lead into something more official, right? So that happens for the mixed scene, male, female. Of course, the male teams have a lot more prestige behind them. 
with you know the gods of CS coming on in, the really proper players of PUBG, etc., Overwatch, all of them hopping on over. And and this asks you lead to the question, right? What about the women? What about the female players? And the thing is, not only are they competitive enough with some of the male teams, with some of the you know more mainstream teams, but they also have their own leagues as well. So you have your female leagues for the local scene, for the region, and then there becomes also an official circuit for those for those kind of teams. On the female side, you have the game changer system that really allots them to really shine. And it just goes to show that everyone has an opportunity here at Valorant. Whether you're a standard shooter gamer, you know, when you're a person who's trying to aspire to go pro, it does feel like there are so many facets and routes that you can take in Valorant. And that's what gives it even more appeal because everyone can try to make it. It doesn't mean that if you have no skill, you're going to be okay. You're at the top. No, you still need to be good at what do you do. But there are different ladders for everyone to get an opportunity. There are different ways to show what you can do. And from the official to the community, it just goes to show how much opportunities there are. Because sometimes you, you, I wake up, I look around on what's going on in Valorant. There are like three, four, five tournaments happening on the same day. Yeah, man. <laughs> just, wow. You know, just, sometimes it's just like, wow, why, why is this happening right now? Why are they all happening at the same time? But then you realize that all of them get filled up anyway. So it's, it's all good. It's all good. The people are competing, yes, for, for the time slots, for the teams. But then again, the teams can make do. Some teams join this, some teams join that, some teams join both. And it goes to show that every single day, there is an opportunity for someone to play this game. All right, Dex, you mentioned that a few seconds ago. Like, there's one day, but there's three leagues happening, three tournaments happening, like maybe on a Friday or a Saturday. Was there one time you were supposed to cast one of those and apparently, oh, shit, you double booked? Or, no, nothing happened like that yet. Oh, I double booked, but I always make sure the timing is, is proper. Okay, so, so good. Well, <laughs> so what happens, right? Like, the, this week alone, I had something at three. I, I got the first shift of the games, and then when I was done, I hopped over to another tournament at six. And, you uh, think you know, that is like possible because of the pandemic? Like we're doing it at home. Because if it's like on site, like we had to cast on site, that's gonna be a problem, especially if it's like on the different edge of the metropolis, right? Like yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do that, you better make sure that you understand, you know. If it's yes. gonna be physical or online, Ooh. maybe if it's not pandemic anymore and one physical one was online, I, I would just forego the online one for the physical one because that's true. That's that requires you to be there. <laughs> but when you can, you know, you you take those basically. You just just take the opportunities that you can get. If they're okay with it, then that's fine. I always make sure that they know what's gonna go on. So I'm like, okay, so um, I'm gonna be doing this. Is that cool? Yes. Okay. 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 And. If you just have an understanding with the organizers, if you just make sure that they're aware of what's going on, it really is something that can happen. It's really something that's possible because there are so many different opportunities, not just for, well, the players, but also for casters. But then again, it really depends also on who they get in the first place. So, you know, it's like sometimes I have as many things to do. Sometimes I don't have anything to do. But, you know, those those off times, it kind of feels a little... 
I'd say a little sad I wasn't taken, but at the same time I realized I, I do need this kind of break if or else I'm gonna burn myself out hard from doing trying to do everything. Amen, amen. So going on the casting side of things, since this is a new game and a new league, have you met some new co-casters and how were you casting uh when you're co-casting with someone? Uh, have you found like the Jim Ross or the Jerry the King Lawler to your Jim <laughs> Ross or vice versa? Like, have you found the caster with you if you're going to I mean, cast Valorant? Like, oh, I have usual partners, man. Oh, I right. do have usual nice. partners. So like I have, I usually cast with the likes of Viminal, with Ling when she's available. But more often than not, it's it's really okay, okay, Dax, can we have you for the project? You're going to be casting with this guy. I'm like, okay. No problem. If they ask me for suggestions, I usually rope in who I cast with normally or who I cast with on the VCT side. But more often than not, they get me as an individual. And I'm willing to adjust. I can do play. I can do analytics. I'm, I'm flexible enough to just work with the system. And it's, it's really just I want to make sure that the whole thing is okay. I wanna, I'm happy to be part of it when I am. And when I can, it's just make sure the other talent is comfortable, the teams are good to go, and we just get through the tournaments. All right, nice. And speaking of casting, uh, there are some things happening like for the past 12 months, like the ACAD arena and other things. Have you been teaching up-and-comers <laughs> in the casting scene, or do you have something like that in the future for you in the books? I don't teach if they don't ask if they ask me for okay. advice or if they hop into something like i do so i still do pugs remember the pugs from overwatch i oh, yeah. i do that now in valorant in valorant ph officially and when someone wants to hop in they message me and yeah sure i'm like sure, sure cast with me sure let's talk about it and then if they ask even more so about you know advice about criteria about critique then I I do say so what I have to say. And I do that as well for some of the projects I do on the official side. So for VCT, we do want to keep each other in check so we can make sure that the official circuit is properly casted, basically, is properly shown. And those are the times where I'm willing to say what I have to say. But if they don't ask, I don't really say anything. I, it's not my position to lecture people on what they do. Everyone is different. That's what I really learned about casting more and more over the years is uh -huh. I might not like someone's casting, but that's how they cast. And some people like that better than how I cast. So you, you just have to accept how they are. And if they're willing to hear what you have to say, sure. But I'm not going to be here to lambast anyone, to put anyone down, even though I'm thinking this is something critical for good reason. Because, you know, don't ask, don't tell. It's, that's just it. It's respect for someone who is comfy in what they do. And my opinion is still different. Who am I to teach you what to do, right? Who am I to teach you in, in yeah, casting? True. Because I can have a different right answer. You can have a different right answer. And it's up to the audience to like who they like. That's nice to know. But yeah, well, before we go to another topic, like for those who are listening right now, I don't know if they're listening right now, but if there's an up and coming like caster, like who wants to go into casting, what's your advice on them? Should they play the game first and then cast, or 
if it's similar to the game they have played, is it safe to cast immediately? Or no, you gotta get into the game first and then I you mean, go into casting. I mean, you have to play at least once. You have to get right. a feel for it and figure out what, what it's all about. Because if you come to the assumption that it's completely similar to something else, and then you call something that doesn't actually happen in the game, then that's going to be a problem in itself. They're going to yeah. call you out. That, Why are you casting this? Why are you here? You don't even know what's going on. Are you just here because you know someone? Those kind of accusations. And you don't want oh, that. Yes. You want to show that you understand what you're doing. It's not as if basketball commentators go studly casting golf, right? Commentating on golf. That's not how it works. But it doesn't mean you have to be such a religious person about it. You can just get a bit of experience playing. You get a bit of experience watching as well. And you just bring your own personality to it. My biggest advice to any caster or aspiring caster is to figure out who they are as a caster. If you're going to be the funny kind of guy, if you're going to be the smart kind of guy, is it going to be you doing play-by-plays during the fights? You're the one talking fast. Are you the one during downtime talking smart or talking funny? Can you do both? What are you comfy with? Who are you comfy working with? You know, figure out those questions first. And usually... I tell them, don't be afraid to try casting something community-wise. Just get yourself out there. But if you're a bit shy, can't go wrong also with recording yourself casting a clean VOD. So you find a game online, you cast over it, you record it, you listen to yourself. And then either way, it's just making sure that you're comfy in how you talk about the game. And then you put yourself out there to cast real things, real tournaments. And yeah, that's just it. That's, that's just how it really goes. Casting is... Okay, take this opportunity and just run away with it. Nice. Thanks for the advice, Dax. And now let's go to the like the lighter side of things. Any other games you've been playing, uh, like non-FPS uh, during oh, the pandemic? Honestly, because I cast so much Valorant, I don't mm-hmm. feel like playing it as much yeah. since you know you don't want to get yourself burnt out. And Amen. personally, I'm not too good at it. I'm just like hard stuff that I went one by this point. So what happens is I just end up hating myself. Like, why do I cast this game? Why do I play if I can't play it right? You know, those kind of feelings. But so to combat that, to make sure that I'm always very willing to cast some Valorant is I do other games. So the usual single player stuff. Though I went through Persona 5 and Strikers over the last month. That That was fun. But... In terms of multiplayer, I've been playing. I went back to playing Dota and League, going Ooh. for MOBAs like that. It's, it's oh, fun to play some point as well on my phone, card game wise. What else? What else have I been up to? I, I think I've been playing. I've been playing a BR. I've been playing a, two BRs recently. Apex Legends. I went back to that too, and that cute animal game called Super Animal Royale for some reason. So, <laughs> so you know, it's it's still a lot of There's variety. There's an animal battle royale. Yes, check it out, man. It, it's it's very simple. And I feel like it's that hashtag my first BR, but it's fun enough and it's cute. So interesting. Animal Royale, right? That, that's the title. Super Animal Royale. Super Check it out on Animal Steam. Royale. All right. Oh, All right. It, it, oh, perfect no. timing. This, this no, it's a trap. On. Yeah, I was going to tell you it's a steep sale. It's, it's a trap. It's free, though. It's free. It's a, <laughs> so oh, okay. It. It's free. Okay, oh, okay. okay. That's good. <laughs> oh, you, you uh, dodged the boat there, Red. Anyway, Dax, man, I feel so bad. I haven't finished Persona 5 Strikers. It's just here in my PS4. I'm still in the second stage, actually. Bro, come on. How Get did you like it? Like, because it's so different from the Persona games we played. It's more of a, well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ren. Uh, 
I liked it enough. I played Dynasty Warriors a few years ago. It was okay. And here in, in Strikers, I, I just had to get accustomed to how different it was. And, and it was fine because you just basically make have a persona that makes all the abilities that you need there. But then you also figure out that you can find ways to use weaknesses even without using mana, without using SP. So there are button combinations that give you free abilities to use. So I think it's like square triangle, square, square triangle, and then square, 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 triangle, (laughs) joker. And you can just use those spells for free. It is a weaker version, but it's enough to get by without conserving all the mana, without you having to basically go back and forth in the main menu. And it's just how you juggle those combos. And then you pick the other people up, you make sure they're all upgraded, and you're good to go. I remember before I went past the first jail, I made sure everyone I had had the level 4 unlocks on. So I I unlocked everything for Joker first, then Skull, Panther, Mona, etc. One by one. So I, everyone was actually useful from the get-go. Oh, man. For me, I'm like, I just felt lucky I finished the Alice stage because she murdered us. Straight up murdered us. The only one that survived was the freaking cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm so leveled up now. Oh, really, Martin? <laughs> Cat does cat things. Yeah, freaking Mona survived and it was a basic attack that killed her. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, Panther, no! I think Panther dying was, you know, Mona just going all out Super Saiyan on her. <laughs> I mean, on you're not plan. wrong, man. You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, the cat simps for her. The cat is a hard simp, man. I know. Oh, man. But gosh, I, I love how they character. Uh, it's a semi-spoiler to some of you guys listening, but I love how they characterize certain characters there, especially like the one-liners of Haru when they deal with the cop guy. Like, oh, I'm sorry, we really don't trust the cops. Wow, you uh, just I- said that so gently and so straight to the point. <laughs> Still kind of hurts, but wow. <laughs> She's just willing to let it out, man. And and that's the thing. If you play the original Persona or Royale, it, it does feel like it's just more more of the same. It's a different kind of game, but everything else is uh they're interacting the same way. Uh they're they're hanging out, that kind of thing. So there's a bit more to their adventure, besides of course the the whole year you spend with them in the first place in the original game. But that being said, it, it's just if you ever if you're a fan of first of the original game, you're gonna be a fan of this by the story. You don't need to like the gameplay itself. The game has options and for you to play it easier, but you you just get the same experience, and that's what makes it very familiar for many people. And the fact is, it's the first Persona Five on PC, technically, right? So since the original one and Royale are not on PC. And then it's like, oh, Strike is on PC. Can't go wrong with that. So maybe oh, that yeah. will push more of these Persona games, more of the Shin Megumi games, actually, to PC as well, since you know they're getting more success that way. Yes, and thank you for mentioning that, because one Shin Megami Tensei game has been released for Steam like a few weeks back, I heard. Yeah, yeah sir. And I mean, like last year? Before Persona 5 Strikers, there was Persona 4 Golden. So I'm so happy because I never played Golden. And now it's stuck here in my laptop. 
<laughs> How far have you gone through it, though? That's the question. Are you done with it? No, I'm there the first day. Yay. Oh, no. <laughs> Red knows why. Days, man. Red knows why I can't finish other games. Yeah, because uh, because of Genshin. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, well, I, I don't blame you. I, I've been stuck there, too, because, uh, you know, it, it's that summer event. <laughs> This is it just basically Klee's playground. <laughs> I, I stay I'm away from those that. kind of games, guys. I was like, no, gotcha. You're a smart man. Not my wallet. No, smart. No, don't get started uh, with this. And, Gambling is and wrong. I quote, that's hell you're walking into. <laughs> I didn't listen to his advice. Regretting it now. Yeah. Uh, what, well, actually, Martin, remind me again. Have you wailed in this game already? Not yet. Well, according to the whale scale, I have not been whaling yet because I have yet to reach the something thousand dollar threshold. I don't think I have either because I'm just playing the I'm just I've just been buying the battle pass and the the monthly card thing. Yeah, same here. Gives basically, a, just those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe Probably in yes. October. We're basically or just the sardines okay. in the whaling um, scale. You're you're just like. Itty bitty fishies, which is honestly, yes. which is honestly fine. You, I think for those kind of games, if you spend enough for how much a game should be, it's it's okay, it's acceptable. But then if you get sucked into the predatory scheme of oh, I need this one, I need this character, all oh, the rolls are not hitting, and then all oh, the pity system, that's that's when it gets painful, man. That's that's when. Yes. Yeah. It, Try Fate Grand Order. That thing has no pity system. <laughs> ほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんとにほんと
if you want to have more chances of getting a meta character unless you know you, you save up on those free the free premium currency like i usually do nowadays and wait for a banner that you usually want to roll in so you know it, it's it's a question of whether hold or roll really because it's it, it's it's the character that makes your gameplay easier that you're rolling with that's true you know, just, just yeah that, that, that's that, that's like the main difference there I'm just glad that in in the shooter games, it's it's more of skill than game. You know, it's more of skill than the kind of character that you use. I guess. Yeah. Mm. You you guys aren't wrong. The the thing about just how it works, right, is for some of these games, you need certain things. If it's not just cosmetics, you you kind of get a little push to buy to spend money. And here in Valid, it there are a few moments like that when when there's a new agent that comes out. It's like okay, okay, okay. Maybe I want KO now rather than later. So, it it does feel like that's there. But there's always the option to just tank it. I I remember back then I didn't really want to play League too much because you couldn't get everyone compared to Dota. But if you just accept it and you find characters you like earlier on anyway, and then you get maybe opportunities to buy them, you you can't really go wrong with it. So you know, just that's just true. keep yourself just keep yourself reserved. But at the same time. Know what you're getting into because some games will really, really tempt you. It is. It's a slippery slope. So yeah, like I said, it's hell you're walking into. So far, not yet in that deep of a hole. Thank God. Oh, by the way, shout out to our friend Dax, uh, Jason Sakrizal just actually tweeted something a few minutes ago. Uh, you get the rarest oh. of the rare plays on pickup games yesterday afternoon and casting a shouting <laughs> at Daxcast and drop out candy. Yeah, I mean, nice. I mean, he's not wrong. Things happen. What, what, what is this? What is this? Because in, in the pugs, it's funny enough. Because I always, I always just keep it so casual. I make fun of a few things here and there, and what happens is I put like one of the, some of the weirdest highlights or the most amazing plays on on the official page. Show what's this, Mister Shop? What, what is even? Oh, okay. So this is the guy who just basically diffuses right in front of someone. Welcome to Valorant, where the most amazing things can happen. <laughs> and that's the thing, Martin. It's it's just, okay, this is a casual game uh, for the community. This is just people trying to have some fun together. And I feel like from what we've seen so far is there is a bit of a divide of people trying to climb the ladder compared to the people at the very top. It's It still is everyone finding their own kind of fun. But you can see what's refined and what's not. And sometimes the unrefinement, the rawness of things it is a spectacle. You know, even if Chef Ramsey could be like, it's freaking raw. No, no, I love it that way. And it's a good change of pace for me because I'm casting a lot of professional stuff. And once a week, I get shenanigans like that. So it feels like uh, this one, at least the pugs, is like more relaxed, stress-free. Yes, and like, Let's have fun. Let's go all out. Freestyle. Yep, that's a good thing. Can't go wrong with it, man. And you know, just just playing Valorant itself, it, it does get fun for me. It it gets frustrating from time to time. Like let's be honest, because I put so much on myself to do good. But then when when I actually play properly, when I actually have the the proper things to do, when I see the things I see and I can do it well, then I have a good time with it. Yeah, man. And man, we had a good time tonight. Wait, sorry, it's morning there, right? Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's morning good. there, but I think it's nighttime in your area, so you know that's fine. Yeah. 
You got to call it a night. You got to call it a day there. So, guys, thank you so much for this. Like, it's it's good to be back, all three of us. So, uh, off recording, we're totally going to get a picture. But right now, for the people listening who will hear this, like, in three weeks, where can they find you? First, Dax, where can they find you online? Ah, so this is the part where I plug my socials and thank you for that one, Martin. But you can find me at mm-hmm. facebook.com slash daxcast, also at twitter.com slash daxcast, so at daxcast for both Facebook as well as the Twitter sphere. And if you want to see me on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash daxph instead. Those are pretty much my primary socials. None of that TikTok jazz and, and stuff. I don't dance, unfortunately. I cannot dance, so I will not be there. But for Facebook and Twitter, it's daxcast. For Twitch, it's daxph. And Hope to see you guys in you know a future Valentine tournament, maybe Overwatch, whatever. Just if you guys want me to cast something, hit me up on those pages and we'll see what I can do. Hell yeah, we will hit you up for sure. Red, how about you? Where can they see you online? Okay, so you can find me on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Sakura Index. And we also have a website, sakuraindex.jp. No, I don't do TikTok either because I don't dance. <laughs> and before anyone asks, no, I don't have TikTok. I've, I, I'm pretty sure I have enough apps that's tracing me by the government here and back home. But you can find me just like Ren on facebook.com slash Sakura Index. Check our website, sakuraindex.jp. And of course, when you're listening here in Tele14.com, you can find me on other shows like Third World Gaming, Bodega Nights, and the newly minted Cast Garden. And please don't forget to like us here on Facebook. Where are we at again, Ren? I guess Ren is predisposed right now, so I'll tell you where. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Sakura Index. Don't you dare forget that. And yes, the show is also on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and other places where you get your podcast. And that's it on behalf of myself and Ren from Sakura Index and my friend Dax. This is Martin. We'll see you again next time. Good day. Bye.